Bonjour and welcome. Or should we say willkommen so we can have like multiple langies on the go? Oh, fun. To Cabin Fever, the Cabby Thieves podcast. I am your host, Maddie. And I'm Fiona. I thought maybe we should reintroduce ourselves since we'll be having floods of new listeners from me bearing my soul last episode. This is true. A fun fact for you guys. We thought we'd capitalize on the chaos of that episode and record this one immediately after. Right after. We had a little break to fill up our waters, but less than 10 minutes back and we are... We're back. We're back, baby. Great healing. (laughs) The healing power of moving on. And if you also need to heal and move on, you found the right podcast, guys. Mm -hmm. Where are we coming to them from today, Fiona? (laughs) This is the basement at someone's house in year nine. (laughs) <laughs> no, mine was going to be way weirder. That's a better okay. one. No, go on. Oh, no. So everything's quite like, it's really kind of claustrophobic and everything around you. Already? Is... I am already having flashbacks to when we did Modern Art Part 2 and you tried to describe us being stuck inside a giant teddy bear. Um, yeah, this one's us stuck inside a beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> Why are yours always like something so abstract? And you're... <laughs> I and you're never you just like it was better. You're never gonna just be like, "Ooh, we're so tiny." Thank you, Miss Frizzle, for the use of your bus. No, they didn't make it's us quite small enough. It's very wet in here. There's blood everywhere. You would have just been like, "It's claustrophobic," and there's a banging sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you heard it here first, guys. We're coming to you from inside a beating heart. Is it mine, perhaps? Um, I think it's anyone's with a crush, Maddie. I think it's maybe Arnold because he's a little wiener and always gets left out of the field trips. Remember they went inside his digestive system on that one episode of Magic School Bonds? Memories. This podcast is going to be about how to make your crush like you back. That's right. If when Fiona said the word memories, you were triggered and you were thinking memory all alone in the the moonlight. moonlight. Yep. Don't worry, because you're not going to be alone in the moonlight much longer. We are going to solve everything well, that for was you. Good. I almost said we're going to ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> bit of both. Bit of column A, bit of column B. <laughs> not mutually exclusive. Um, Nothing ruins and saves you quite like a little crushy crush. Also, so. if you like this episode, you will absolutely love um, How to Get Your First Kiss. So <laughs> Perhaps would one of our greatest masterpieces today. <laughs> Honestly, How to Get Your First Kiss is one of our most listened to episodes. As it should be. Like, it is so (laughs) high up there. And it's great. We teach you whether or not you should kiss your cousin. So if that clickbait doesn't titillate you, I don't know what will. (laughs) It is actually disturbing that we're writing this high off the end of an episode where I was crying about my very recent breakup. You did expose your soul a lot. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. (laughs) Anyway, as with every episode... We should start with a win and wine. Mm-hmm. Essentially, my win that I wrote down for this episode is that I haven't been having as many crushes lately. Like normally I just love, I love to fall in love with like anyone. Like I'll be like on a tram and I'm like, hmm, hey there soulmate. But I haven't had crushes on anyone. I don't know if it's like lockdown or antidepressants or what it is, um, but I'm way more productive because I'm not wasting any time like texting random people or like thinking about anyone. I am, like, in a very long-term serious relationship, so that also, like, helps. I've got that stability going on. But, yeah, yeah, I just got that time thinking about random people back. (laughs) That's fun. And a nice little flipperoonie of yours. My win is that I am almost always more productive when I have a little crush, Mm. and I have just now emerged from a very serious, very (laughs) long-term live-in relationship. You've got that fuel back. Um, and I have such faith in my little heart of hearts that the universe is sending me exactly the boy that I've written my list about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I can use, I can fuck around a bit. Not literally. I don't really do that. Like, but like, no, it really isn't. But it maybe it has to be. I'm 28 now. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyway, damn it. my win is <laughs> my win is that I can have little little crushes and use them to fuel myself again. So that's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My wine is I've come to like the really hard realization that there are way too many times where I've had a crush on someone. It could be like a girl, a guy or a non-binary person. And then it just like turns out that they look like the rat from Flushed Away. Like so many, like so many times. And then once I see it, I can't unsee it. And like, there is some tennis player. There's one, I don't think it's Andy Murray, <laughs> but there's one tennis player that every time I see him, I'm like, it's a flushed away rat. Mm. And there's another one that looks like an asparagus. Just line them all up and see which one I have a crush on. Then it's probably that one. And the thing is as well, like I've ignored some pretty big red flags before just because I like to flirt and it's fun to have a crush. But then like the second I see that, I'm like, it's over. Like there, were, there it is again. I have had a crush on someone who looks like the rat from flushed away. God. That's so sad. What's your wine, Maddie? What's your crush-related wine? <laughs> My wine is that once in 2003, or perhaps very late 2002, uh-huh. I used the little telephone that I had plugged into the wall in my bedroom yes. to call up a boy and tell him that I had a crush on him. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what transpired, but it wasn't us falling in love. So my wine is <laughs> <laughs> that I ever, first of all, had the balls to do that. I love that for you. in my life. <laughs> in my life have I ever told someone I like them again maybe that's why but then like I mean I was a little ago but I lived upstairs from Archbishop Desmond it was 2003 you're You're telling me nine Maddie that's right or 10 or very early 10 but you're telling me that you as a fifth grader you're educated you went to my little catholic school you're telling me that you don't want to date the girl who lives upstairs from Archbishop Desmond Tutu (sighs) Dumb. Dumb. It's just the fact that me living upstairs from Desi, <laughs> who's co-authored a book with the Dalai Lama, is did not bad? get me Didn't we go on the Dalai Lama's grade. bad? Or is that no, Gandhi? No, that was Gandhi. Gandhi's bad. <laughs> Look, everyone's problematic to an extent, except for Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He is a delight. He is a delight. <laughs> but yeah, my wine is that thing that happened to me in fifth grade that I'm now starting to think maybe is why I've never been able to tell anyone I have a crush on them since. You know what? I mention it every episode, but honestly, go to therapy, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. All right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so that's how I win one out of the way. I'm sure now you are all thinking, oh my God, these girls are so Get qualified to, to help me with my love life. <laughs> One, one of them just got dumped and did an expose podcast episode about it and has not told anyone she liked them since 2003. And the other and one the has other crushes one... on people who look like characters from Flushed Away. That's right. <laughs> or that's Rat. Exclusively just that one main character Rat from Flushed Away. <laughs> okay. okay, so qualifications, check. Let's dive in. We have got Enthusiasm, this... check, check. <laughs> We have mapped this out so well for you guys. So we've got a number of segments. So I can we just dive into the first one, which is... Oh my God. Can I just tell you guys, we haven't looked... The way we did this with this episode and with the first Kiss episode is uh-huh. they truly just flowed forth. Like the notes for this and the notes for the first Kiss episode have come out more <laughs> easily than anything I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And we haven't looked at them <laughs> since. We've got four pages of notes for you in this Google Doc, is it guys. <laughs> First and foremost, guys, how to choose your crush? How do I choose? How do I choose my crush, Maddie? Please tell me. 
sometimes it will just really jump out at you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's anyone that looks like me, but a tall boy. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you have to be a little bit more decisive and you can't just start crushing on anybody, guys. You gotta be strategic about it. Exactly. So similar to the first Kiss episode, your crush, you must consider social standing. Mm-hmm. They cannot be related to you, oh, etc. Count Basically, me out. <laughs> Just go back to the first kiss episode. And anyone we say you shouldn't be kissing, you probably also shouldn't have a little crush on. Crushes are okay because yeah. you can keep them very secret. But just doing the emotional work to, to not have a crush on your cousin is probably a good thing to, to Yeah, do. I would say that. Solidly do not have a crush on your cousin. Yeah. Um, you can also see if your friends also have a crush on this person because sometimes it's like an absolute no-go, you know, girl code and all of that. But sometimes just like, that's a little spice, you know? Especially if you're spicy. in the cast of Made in Chelsea, um, which <laughs> I've been binge watching. I've watched three seasons in like four days. I'm coping mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah, it can, it can add a little spice. If you're on Made in Chelsea, then your friend having a crush on this person is a green light. But for normal people <laughs> who like their friends, uh, probably don't. Probably don't. And I'm not going to call out by name, but my best friend in year nine, you know who you are and you know what you did wrong in this situation. The boy that I called in fifth grade, um, every, we all liked him at that point. And there was one point where he was on crutches because he had to get a little operation. And you know how I love the damaged ones, Fiona. I feel so. like it's a thing, though, with like with the schools that we went to, like single sex schools, like you have such a small dating pool that it was just like so incestuous. Like everyone would just date everyone's friends because like, who else are you going to meet? Oh, God. Yeah. But this is, yeah. this is before I, I moved back to Australia. So this is when I was in Fair. a co-ed school. <gasps> I know. Scandaloso. I know. But yeah, it, you know, if every if it's the only people around, like if the boy to girl ratio in your fifth grade class means <laughs> that you're going to naturally double up because no one wants to make out with that fucking guy. But everyone's like crutches. Sign me the hell up. Then you know what? As long as you're all on the same page. Fine. But you know where that line is. Next up, choosing mm-hmm. a crush carries more weight than choosing a kiss partner. Um, 100%. It's more permanent and more associated with your own clout. It's because you're putting an emotional energy behind it. You're like, I'm choosing to like this. A kiss, a one-off, a mistake. You can brush it off if you need to. I truly could crush? not even name for you the majority of people that I have kissed in my life. Yeah, me, That's absolutely not. not. <laughs> I really couldn't. And that's because of kissing someone. After you've got that first cheeky little one, first mm-hmm. cheeky little couple out of the way, means absolutely shit all unless you've accidentally or on purpose hurt someone by doing yes. it. Whereas a crush is like, oh, you, ooh, really? You've got a feeling there. Really? You're choosing to have that feeling. Yeah. Like, I have made out with a lot of weirdos in my life. Not, well, probably, yeah, the ones I don't remember. I definitely have. But none <laughs> of them have kept any kind none of them are clinging to my back like a little goblin no Uh, quite like the time that i had a crush on a gemini for a few months and fiona if you'll recall this it was (laughs) (laughs) that one is one that i just a couple of days ago was laughing about with harris hey harris haven't given you a name check in a couple of episodes (laughs) but really the crushes will your friends will bring up the crushes they will bring up the crushes. So that it's more important to get this one right, honestly. Yeah. Um, also, how will you guys look together in photos if you were to become a couple? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I believe this is a Maddie note. It just says two blondes is a no-go. Yeah, there are a few exceptions. <laughs> Which I support. There's a few exceptions in this world to like two blonde people being together. But generally speaking, when I see two blonde people together, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it just feels like, a little There off. needs to be a brunette in the mix. Otherwise, it's just like 
it's too blonde. It looks like you should be on like a Swiss chocolate wrapper. I don't yeah. love it. And just in terms of like variety in the photos, if you want two brunettes, there's enough, there's some contrast like with the hair, with the eye color, there's more going on. But with two blondes, it's just like two lumps of white chocolate. Yeah. In a photo. Similarly, like if one of you is freakishly tall and one of you is freakishly short. That's a bit fun though. That can it be is like, fun for you. It's a bit fun. It, again, if you're like not sure if you're invested yet and there is like a discrepancy of that magnitude, now may be the time to pull out. This is a really important one. Um, upcoming events. Mm-hmm. So are there any upcoming events where you really need someone by your side? Is there a formal or a prom coming up where maybe like you take this person to yours and they take you to theirs? Um, Fiona, I believe, has added in Latin camp here. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of scandal around Latin camp, which was an event in year eight where if you took Latin in year eight, you got to go away to Latin camp with the boys school. Mm. And whoever, like you're finally mingling with so many boys day in, day out for like a whole week. Uh, so, you know, having, do you want to have a boyfriend when you go into that? Do you want to have a crush on someone who's also going to Latin camp? So that can be the time when, you know, your love really starts to soar. Yeah. Another Um, one is like often in summertime, a lot of people will like, it'll split up the year group between like who goes to which beach town for summer. So if summer's mm. coming up, like you need your crush to be in your beach town or like a neighboring beach town. Cause otherwise don't even fucking bother. Wait till school goes back, sweetie. It won't work, yeah. Yeah, and uh, with the formal slash prom date situation, you don't necessarily have to be taking your crush. You could be like, is one of my friends perhaps like in a, a genuinely platonic friendship with someone that I have a little crush with, like on. Yeah. So one of my best friends in high school took a guy that I had like a huge crush on to the formal and it wasn't an issue. It's just getting them there. Yeah, it was just like, cool, this is convenient because I know you're going to be there. You just got to factor in upcoming events. Go through the old calendar and be like, who's convenient for my upcoming sketch? Yeah. Um. Also just, you know, logistics, guys. Are they straight? Are you straight? You just got to make sure that kind of aligns because otherwise um, you're just going to be that gay girl crushing on a straight girl again. Yeah. Or that, or that, or that straight girl crushing on a gay guy. It can all happen. So just just see if, you know, whatever gender you are, are they into that gender? If not... And vice versa. Yeah. Save yourself the heartache. (laughs) Although sometimes if you are in a situation... Now, I have not personally been in this situation, but Mm -hmm. I'm led to believe by specifically Liam doing this, um, that sometimes (laughs) you may not necessarily be into whoever they are. But it could still be a good play for you at this point in time. Yeah, look, if you're not out, if you're just doing what you got to do to get by, as long as you're aware of it. Although, to be fair, neither of us were in high school. <laughs> no. And But similarly, sometimes you may be like, this person makes sense as a strategic crush for me right now. It's a great move. I yeah. don't really feel it in the depths of my tender little heart. Yeah. But I could go, I could go through it. And that happens straight or gay, honestly. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is a really important, like, litmus test, if you will. How cringe is it when you tell someone? Be oh my honest. God, yes, yes, yes. Are you okay with telling people? Because when you tell someone you have a crush on someone, it should give you a little rush. It should be like, you should be dying to tell people. Yeah, it should be like, not I, like, like... <laughs> you should be trying to drop it fucking everywhere. You should be like, mm-hmm, no one asked me who my crush is. It's Dylan. Like, you should be, you should want to <laughs> tell everybody. So if you telling someone who your crush is makes you go like, oh, fucking cut that off right now not a good sign yeah i think you're best to address the the next one maddie is there an air of danger guys (laughs) this is an important one for me this was completely lacking in my last relationship and weirdly it hurt me a lot so you can still get very mashed up inside by someone without an air of danger but um 
the air of danger just adds a little pizzazz. Yeah. A little bit of fun. We also need to think about the accessibility to the crush. So if you're in choir and they are as well, this is again, really, you know, you went to the same sex school sort of situation. Yeah. But if you're both in choir, perfect. Are you both going to Latin camp next month? Perfect. Like you just need to make sure that you have access to them because when it's your, especially when it's, you know, your first crush and you're trying to make them like you back, mm-hmm. you know, you might not have that freedom to just drive over to their house. Fuck, I'm 20 and I can't drive anywhere because I don't have a license. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you can be bold with this one. What we've written down is you're in choir and so are they. Ding dong. However, accessibility means different things. So for instance, a lot of my crushes in high school lived in Perth. I didn't live mm-hmm. in Perth. But my god sister slash best friend lived in Perth, so I was over there all the time. Yeah. And you know what? My god brother played water polo. You know who else plays water polo? A <laughs> lot of guys that I made out with in high school. So <laughs> if accessible to you means when I go over to Perth every few weeks, I'm going to see them at these water polo games, then that's accessible to you, sweetie. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, I was an inquirer, but my on and off boyfriend throughout high school was, and but I was in boarding school and they practiced at my school. So what's good, boys? Mm-hmm. Musicals and plays, a great one. Oh, mm-hmm. nothing is more exciting than they're just being like a boy in your school. Like they can have the weediest, weirdest boy come in to do a solo in choir and everyone was like, I will kill every other bitch in this auditorium for one chance with you. Like how half our school had a crush on the gardener at our school. <laughs> he was like, he was young. He was like 18. Do you but remember everyone's that like, TV show? So like Take Me Out or whatever. That was like basically, a, do you remember that show? Where like no. the guys all lined up and like the, it was a rip off of the Chinese dating show, If You Are The One. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was basically the woman would like, turn all the lights off for the guys until she picked one. <laughs> this guy who came to work at our school, and I know this is when Seven Things by Miley Cyrus and See You Again were really big, because those songs uh-huh. are really attached to this memory. A guy that was on Taken Out or Take Me Out came to do, like, a short stint as an electrician <laughs> at my school. And we would all just sit around at lunch and be like, fuck. <laughs> God. You can just really tell we went to all girls' school. <laughs> and my like very early penchant for the long distance relationship i'm like sometimes accessible means they live on a different side of the country (laughs) oh i've already done this yeah yeah, alternatively if you have family or close friends somewhere else for instance perth or a different school this is wonderful news you are new and exciting there nothing you do will carry any real weight in your actual life but the clout counts just as much if not more so yeah. that actually is a bonus because someone who like might be like really cute, but like a bit problematic, for instance, my crush that used to love playing World of Warcraft in year 10, um, they maybe if people at your school knew them more would be like, mm, we don't love him. But if he looks good in photos and they don't know him, then absolutely make out with him half naked in the adjudication room above the diving pool at Water Polo Nationals. <laughs> Why not? Um, he was half th- naked. I was fully closed. It was a very bizarre situation. Uh, this is one for the gays with compulsory heterosexuality, but you can also just have your friend choose. I've had like so many conversations with friends of mine who are lesbians. So I'm bisexual. So I'm only half cursed. Um, and it's just so funny. The curse, by the way, is the straight part. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but they're like, they're so confused by the fact, because, like, I like girls, and they're so confused by the fact that, like, in high school, like, no, I genuinely did just like some of the boys. And all of them were like, we were just picking one at random. Or, like, we wouldn't know who to have a crush on, and then some guy would be like, I have a crush on that girl. And you'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I like him back, I guess. 
Uh, and like, none of them just thought crushes were completely fake. And I was like, it's like how there's the meme about how every lesbian's favorite Jonas is Kevin because he was on yeah. the and they just had to pick one. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, well, no one's going to say, like, no, Kevin's mine. So they're like, yeah, Kevin Jonas, sexy Jonas. <laughs> God bless him. So, yeah, if you're really not sure, just have your friend choose. All means the same thing in the end. <laughs> yeah. So those are some tips for how to pick your crush. Now, mm-hmm. we have some advice on how to tell if your crush already likes you back. Uh-huh. Now, this was, I've done some research here. The going to be here. fully redundant for them. How, how mm. lucky for them. Get their day back. It's okay. If you're listening to this, you're probably the kind of person who's going to move on pretty fast once you realize they do like you back. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit of my ammo. Anyway, um, <laughs> I found this really beautiful um, scientific study on Quora.com. Mm-hmm. In response to the question, how can I know when my crush likes me back? Yeah, okay. I have not read this, by the way. So these are raw, real responses. But I think it really covers every base. Mm-hmm. The title is this person's name and their qualification is been through it. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> me. Yeah. Eyes are the keys to one's soul. Eyes are everything and anything to look in a person. They can tell you almost every detail about a person's likings. If you are a good observant, you must have known it by now. If not, True. I will be your guide. <laughs> Literally us. <laughs> you always tend to find them staring at you. Sometimes when get caught, they tend to turn away their face and sometimes with a smile? Question mark. Oh, love that. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you are having conversations with them, look very carefully at the eye. The pupil shall tend to get dilated. In italics, it's complete science that pupils tend to get dilated on attractiveness. Oh my god, that was like such a thing I read in Cosmo. I'd always be like staring at guys' eyes, being like, is this love? Yeah, it can be really confusing <laughs> when you have a crush on someone with like a tendency to get very high. So, <laughs> Oh no, that was my high school boyfriend. Yeah, I think we've both been there a few times, you know? Yeah, I'm like, oh. But you're like, well, oh, he, he just really me. fucking loves me. And he loves the bus stop and he loves his burrito bowl oh he's a happy guy he just loves mary jane (laughs) jeez on the other hand do they always avoid looking at you no matter what not looking at someone might mean they're trying to keep their crush secret and don't want you to know get a trusted friend to look at them during class or at recess semicolon did this so much (laughs) have the friend see whether your crush looks at you and for how long and you do like dumbass shit where you're like, okay, I'm going to move my hair. Like, let me know if he looks. Yeah, of course. Where you'd be like, ah. my fake laugh was so good. Like my fake photo laugh, may- probably still to this day, makes all of my friends so angry because I had it down perfect. Oh no, I love the fake photo laugh. Liam and I are obsessed with it and we use it so much. It's incredible. If they're constantly staring in your direction for minutes at a time, they're really crushing hard. <laughs> just countless minutes. Yeah, and they're just so oblivious that they're like, this person isn't looking at me, so no one else is going to notice. Like, not blinking like some Edward Cullen bullshit. Like, I love it. Notice what information they give you. Mm-hmm. Do they ever tell you about something special they're doing, such as reading a book or playing a sport out of the blue? That's pretty special. Does he slash she tell you secrets and random stories about their day? They might be trying to impress you. <laughs> Do they give you semi-personal information when you didn't ask for it? Giving people personal information is a sign that they trust you or want you to give them personal information back. Mm-hmm. Now, on that one, I will say, be careful with what kind of personal information you're giving back to really anybody. This is true. Um, I believe the 
original uh, philosopher behind this article means just just to tell them more about yourself. If they're asking for details that you would find on, for instance, like a, a personal identification card, maybe don't. Yeah. Maybe Although, don't. That being said, we have shared so many secrets with you guys. So if you want to share a secret like your credit card details with us via Instagram DMs, we're at... Thank you. And just moving on from that, um, <laughs> this is another one that really applies to us and all of you. So I hope you don't pick up on the theme here that maybe we're crushing a little bit on every single one of our fans. Send us to all of your fans <laughs> so we can be crushing on them too. But do they talk about their family, their ex, or about the past? These topics oh boy, are all we? things people are usually pretty guarded about. <laughs> <laughs> so Literally did, did episode you one. Did you say they're usually pretty guarded, or do you say they usually make pretty good podcasts about it? Do you think I just, usually I don't know if I miss her. post the first ever episode of your podcast about very much your exes and your past in great detail? <laughs> so that's very fun. Um, notice how often they're around you. Does it seem that they make it a point to happen to be near you or walk back and forth in front of you? <laughs> just pacing. I mean, Riley paces a lot, and I believe she has a crush on me, so yeah, it's the right. truth. Then it means that they are trying to get your attention, but in a very discreet way. Cut to me literally like doing laps of somewhere to make laps, some dude yeah. like pay attention to me. Does their yeah. voice get louder when they're talking to other people around you? God, I feel so uh, cold out. Jesus. I'm just obnoxious. It could be a sign that they want you to listen or pay attention to them. Literally fucking me. God. Do they make little excuses to be around you? Do they ask you for the homework problems or sit next to you in class or pick you to be on their team for recess sports? It could mean something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm really listening to this. I'm like, when I meet someone, I need to pay attention if they're inviting me for recess sports. <laughs> pay attention to physical contact. Whether or not it's oh, conscious, someone who likes you will generally find excuses to touch you. They might put their hand on your shoulder or accidentally walk into you in the holes or wipe something random off your face. Do they, they do be doing that. Do they tickle you or tease with their hands? Do they throw random things at you in an effort to get your attention? <laughs> and then the final one, which is literally called the final one, and it's bolded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you find each other asking to watch their favorites, trust me. What, their favorite what? Anything, Fiona. Just watch their favorites. Just their favorites. Okay. I'm like, do you want to watch the February favorites video I made in 2015 right after my face puffed up? And he's like, wow, you must love me. And, you know, he'd be right. Yeah. So... <laughs> I think that that really covers pretty much every single base. So that's a good way to tell if your crush already likes you. Now, the answer is probably no, because you didn't pick them right because you hadn't listened to our episode yet. So we've come up with an ingenious way to get your crush to like you back. Harnessing what, Fiona? Uh, The five senses. That's right. God, we're so good at this. Also, if you had to check in with that beautiful, um, scientifically peer-edited article um, as to whether they like you or not, even if they do like you, they're not doing enough yet. So still use these tactics. Now, Fiona, what's the first sense? Take us away. The first sense is smell. And I tried to sniff to demonstrate smell, but I've got clear nostrils today, so didn't really come across. There you go. Hard to show, you know? Yeah, that works. Did my best. Anyway, the first fragrance, I suppose, is perfume and body spray. Uh, If you want a crush like you back, the sweeter, the better. And it's a real bonus if it's a body spray or perfume that adds glitter to your aesthetic. Yeah, you really can't go wrong with that. And if you want to know more about 
um, the specifics of using scent to make someone like you back. We have actually gone over that in a previous episode. I believe it was, was it the, was it the, the first case one? I have no idea, honestly. Well, we've talked about it, but just try out some vanilla and thank us later. Yeah. (laughs) Secondly, with smell, do your research. Learn about the psychology of smell and use it. There are so many ways. We have talked about this before, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again, guys. Scent is one of the most powerful tools in your arsenal when you're trying to get someone or get someone back because scent is linked to your complete subconscious. It's linked to so many memories, whether they're memories of a specific person that is wearing that scent or their memories from your childhood. Just There's just so much science there. Yeah, so really look into the science of that and then exploit it. <laughs> and the final way to use smell to your advantage. Tell us, Maddie. Find out what deodorant they wear. And A, Uh spray it around your room to get used to them so you can keep your cool in interactions. And B, (laughs) spray a little on yourself so they feel at ease near you and don't know why. Winky face. (sighs) The next sense is sight. Ooh la la. (gasps) Uh, The first one that you can do is just look. A little bit of lip gloss, guys, makes your lips more shiny and therefore more eye-catching, much like a magpie. And also, get some thinking about a kiss. Correct. Next, (laughs) wear bright colors. This is known as peacocking. And even if other people are telling you you look ridiculous, it is sure to catch the attention of your future beloved. Yeah. You can also join absolutely every single activity that they're in. So it's quiet, debating, musicals, plays, sports. You just need to be everywhere that they are. Don't let them forget that you exist in their line of sight. Yeah. It's like the marketing practice, like the rule of seven. People need to see something seven times before they really take in your marketing message. Absolutely. You are going to need this little sweetie pie to be seeing you as frequently as possible. As we learned in the other article, maybe just do laps. If you know where they live, just do laps. (laughs) You know, and that leads us into the next point, which is be everywhere, be seen. And finally, wink a little or a lot. That's right. (laughs) Wink a little or a lot, whatever feels right to you. Whatever feels right in the moment, just know that you must wink. Yeah. And if you're one of those weirdos that doesn't know how to wink, practice it. And if you must, get a little bit of eyelash glue. And stick one of your eyelids up so that it can't physically close. (laughs) Or just do the whole open mouth wink where like your whole face is involved in successfully winking. Mm. Why not both? You know, por que no los Why not both? (laughs) All right, Maddie, what's the next one? The next sense is hearing. (gasps) The first way you can use their sense of hearing to trick them into liking you back is make a detailed playlist that explicitly shares how you feel about them and then find a way to ensure they listen to it in full. Pack every message you have into that playlist. Use song order, use song title, use lyrics. There are many ways that you can make them listen to it in full. If you're on a road trip, just that. Just you two sitting side by side, maybe some of your friends in the back seat, listening to this uh, uh, playlist in full. And if you're already on a road trip with this person, then fucking jackpot. I used to go on road trips to Salem with my crush in third grade to see his grandparents. And we would play Game Boy in the back seat. And I was like, we are in love. We're in love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A couple other ways you can get them to listen to it is you can be very forward and be like, here is a playlist. I've made it for you. Or you could be like, you could introduce it to maybe 
a cooler friend of theirs that they really look up to be like, I've made this really cool playlist. Um, I think you should listen to it. Um, and I think that Joshua would also appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but you do need them to know that it is a playlist from you to them. Like, yeah. there can be a little bit, like, you can be like, oh, I made this playlist and it made me think of you. They don't have to know you curated it for hours and hours and hours for them. But they do need to be able to connect the dots. Otherwise, you Also, know. a mixtape works really well. And if it's, like, their birthday, be like, oh, I don't know what to get you. So I just, like, burned you the CD. I guess now you would send them a Spotify playlist link. Mm. Um, but I'm saying the guy I lost my virginity to, he did that. That turned out pretty... I mean, horrendously, no one's losing virginity is a great time, but <laughs> good memories. And if any of you have ever curated a playlist for a special someone, especially one that has gone horribly wrong that you cringe to think of, please, dear God, send it to us at Hey Cabin Fever please. on Instagram or Twitter. One time, someone who we used to be friends with made a playlist for someone, and we think about it so much. It was like the like sort of thing chaos. where hey, I have... I read through this track list at the time and I lost my fucking mind. Like, I, and it drives me insane that I can't remember what was on it now. Like, yeah. because it was a sort of thing where it wasn't even us being like, haha, funny situation. It was like every track on this was mind blowing. Like it was, it was so insane. good. <laughs> and the final one is to whisper everything because it is sensual. Great. Now you're really you're playing with fire on that one because if they're into ASMR, then they'll be spasming all over the place. They'll be going into oh, convulsions. No, no, no. no. I mean, like, that's the good outcome. The other one is they hate ASMR and they throw up on you. I know, but what if like I've just made everyone have a crush on me because I've just utilized one of the skills? Let me tell you, I like ASMR and I I wanted to die. So, But that was sensual, Maddie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's okay, guys. Intent means everything. And there was never intent for that. Oh, thank you so much. You're like, guys, don't worry. I didn't come up with this podcast idea in order to make Maddie fall in love with me. Oh, I'm actually going to throw up. What was that? Mm, The bitter taste of your own medicine? (laughs) I hate it. There you go. And speaking of which, the next sense (laughs) is taste. So, Mm -hmm. to use taste... Find out their favorite treats, sweet or otherwise, and keep some on hand. Impromptu picnic, anyone? Now, if you're in high school, those blazers have deep, deep pockets. So oh, maybe get some yes. like cine buns, some little well, their like favorite, their favorite type a of couple gum. of fruit roll-ups. Oh, the gum is a well, we've got that coming up. So no spoilies. To, yeah. But like if you're like, oh my god, he loves ham, just get a ham. <laughs> a full glazed ham. And in a your cooler bag. Pocket. And that's fine. You can carry a bag. But like a lot of things really are convenient. And if you see this person walking around and you're like, hmm, he looks a little bit peckish, be like, hey, want one of these? And then you just pull like a turkey twizzler out of your inside blazer pocket, like a wand, and this dude is gonna lose it. He's gonna be like, marry me right now. He's fully gonna go Taylor Swift and like marry me, Juliet. You'll never have to be alone everyone's gonna be crying and clapping outside the school gates <laughs> as you like break the turkey twizzler in half and he's like don't break it we'll eat it one from each side like lady in the tramp and then Stop you realize it. that you can't do that because there's a lot of biting and chewing involved in something like a turkey twizzler i've never eaten Suddenly one but i, I don't imagine. think you should be allowed to have a podcast <laughs> anyway i can imagine it working so well and for some reason the guy that you're doing this with looks like a younger version of harry baron from made in chelsea and is just such a fuck boy but just really loves the turkey twizzler and maybe you'll end up on 16 and pregnant together so that's point Thanks one for that, Maddie. <laughs> uh point two is 
flavored chapstick because you've got to be prepared and we discussed this in the first kiss episode but the flavored chapstick just really gives a little something extra Mm -hmm. to that kiss and also you know that we're firm believers here in manifestation and the law of attraction so by wearing that flavored chapstick you are uh, able to attract your crush into your life Mm mm-hmm And I also feel like specifically Burt's Bees with like that little minty tingle just kind of gives you and your little heart the vibe of like, I'm shooting to kill today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was a strawberry chapstick girl. Mm. Yeah, I was was into the Burt's Bees because this one guy that I had a huge crush on when I was 18 um, said that he liked Burt's Bees. No, he said, fuck Burt's Bees. And I was like, "Mm, really, Frankie? And so then I made (laughs) a point. so glad single maddie's back this is gonna be great it's gonna be great (laughs) the next one is tried and true don't know if they still sell them but i'm sure you have one in a drawer somewhere and that is listerine strips oh classic Mm -hmm. the 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 more they burn your tongue the better yeah and i can't even have like extra minty gum so imagine what i suffered through with listerine strips (laughs) i did it i did it with a smile on my face and a hole in my tongue also for that minty freshness you can always have gum ready because one minty fresh breath but also you'll be prepared for the day that they say hey guys does anyone have some gum and there are bonus points here if they use the incorrect phrasing can i borrow a piece of gum then you say hey you can pay me back later (sighs) thanks maddie so the final way to utilize the sense of taste is to partake in a game of pass the gummy bear or skittle or other confectionery treat uh and you can also I would recommend use raspberry flavor because it is the most sensual. It's sweet, but a little tart. And speaking of a little tart, when you're playing these games, (laughs) you can do it properly a couple of times and then on one turn, suck it right up into your mouth and go (laughs) for the hook. You're meant to just pretend it's still there and you like trade with more tongue instead of like biting it between your teeth no, or pursed lips. This has lips. given me the best, the best mental image of all time. I'm just doing it normal and then you turn to someone and just go. <laughs> <laughs> if I did that, they wouldn't kiss me. If you did that, you'd choke. <laughs> or I'd do it and then my lips would get stuck inside my mouth and I'd be like, fine. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. And the final element <laughs> is touch. Just a touch of love is enough. Sorry, it's had to a musical moment, guys. Sometimes the song takes me. So the classic. Uh, always laugh and touch their arm constantly. <laughs> you can also lean in during movies because, like, oh, it's just comfier here. When you hug goodbye after the group movie date, hold on just a little moment longer. <laughs> Do a bit of a sad little smile and shrug after pulling away from the hug and glance back as you go to rejoin your friends to wait for your moms. Run your fingers along their inner arm or neck. Sensual. Run your fingers along your own inner arm or neck. Sensual. And finally, fingers in hair. Get some going every time. <laughs> Did we mean Number? theirs? Did we mean yours? <laughs> what kind strangers. of hair? Is it attached no, to a person? Dude. Is it your leg? Hair? Are you just going to a hairdresser and like scooting along the ground? Who knows? Look, we're giving you guys the basics, no details. Yeah, you need to put some of these pieces in together, guys. We can't just fo- spoon feed you a future. <laughs> so, if you're thinking, wow, okay, these sound like great tactics and I'm ready to go, where can I employ these? 
Yeah, when can I use them? Don't worry, we've got an extensive list for you of for group dates. All right. Ideas for group dates. All right, first one, movies. Bowling. TGI Fridays. Walking around near someone's house for a bit, then going back to their house. The park. Picnic. Appletizes anyone. A sports game. Maybe theirs. Cold Rock on Glenferry Road. Maccas slash HJs, depending on your area's allegiance. A party or a gathering. Although smaller gatherings are preferable. Ooh la la. Someone's recently renovated basement or pool house or movie room. Rent a yacht or a catamaran or just ask someone's dad or older brother with their boat license already. A random playground near some shops. Bonus points for at night. The beach. Great for everyone feeling horrible but pretending that they don't because it's middle school. The Royal Show slash Luna Park. Floriad or your town's equivalent. Floriad is Canberra's tulip festival. The main strip of the beach town you've convinced your parents to rent a house in for a couple of weeks because it's where everyone else also goes over summer. Portsy, Lorne, Point Lonnie for Melbourne, Mollybrook or Brulee for Canberra. <laughs> it's Brawley! <laughs> or Noosa over the September holidays. You could go for a bonfire at that one friend's house because you just learned that they have a house in the country. Bit out of bit of a novelty, bit outside of the city. At least forty-five minutes drive. Watching a movie in their basement that is about something you're pretending to care about because you know they really like it. Alternatively, having a scary movie night or a scary movie day, whichever your parents will allow. It also works. My favorite tactic was to be really tough and let the boys show their vulnerable side and that they can lean on me. Mm. I was not like other girls. That's very fun. Um, one of my favorites was sitting at a train station at night. Closely followed by running through the streets of Brighton at night with your friends so you can make out on their friend's tennis court for five minutes and then running back to your own friend's house because you were too chicken to kiss during the scary movie day. It do be like that sometimes. It sure do. (laughs) But now you're like, okay, well, I know endless events and places that I can, you know, have a little crush time with my crush. But that's not very helpful to me right now. Because it's a penny D and we need to do things online. Yeah, and also sometimes it's scary to have to do things in person and you just really want to do the majority of your groundwork online before you have to go and put on your best trackies to meet up with the boys at the movies, right? I had an entire relationship in year seven on MSN. We met up once. Oh God, yeah, we all (laughs) did. I think the majority of anyone that I was interested in was just like, we met up on MSN and then we would go to a party and I'd like run away from them. Yeah, so yeah. now we're going to tell you how to use social media to get your crush to like you back. Mm-hmm. The first one is very obvious, and it's lyrics all day, every day. Put them on your story, write them in your captions, lip sync along to them, do a little ticky talky. Just pick some lyrics that express how you feel and go to fucking town. Also, take cute selfies doing activities that they also like. So if they're really into basketball, oop. There you are, looking cute on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Post that you are somewhere near where you know they are and see if they reach out. Only if your profile is private, otherwise you might get murdered. Be very careful with your location. Next up is the hangout attack. You post a hot selfie. You comment on their photo so they get the notification. You post on your story asking who is free to hang out this Saturday and you reply to one of their stories. So they are definitely going to see your content and then they can see that you want to hang out this, with someone on this Saturday and they're like, hey, I'm free. Boom, you got yourself a date. Mm-hmm. If you want to take that one step further, monitor their social media. Be ready to go out at all times. And when you see that they are in a public location such as the movies or a club, in brackets under 15's disco, go. Just fucking go. <laughs> Bolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up is a snap streak. I will be honest, I don't entirely know what this is, but I believe the teens do it. So 
have yourself a snap streak. And finally, follow and follow. Also great for combo. Like, oh my God, what did it make me unfollow you? That's crazy. I can't believe it. <laughs> I did not even mean to unfollow you. Do this as many times as it takes to be noticed. It's the new signing on and off of MSN Messenger. God, that was so good. Mm-hmm. It's such a good move. That's right. <laughs> so next up, we're going to be talking about research. Mm-hmm. This is an important part of making your crush like you back because if you don't know what you're working with, it's going to be a lot harder. That's right. What might work beautifully for one crush will be the kiss of death for another. Not to trigger you mm-hmm. by mentioning kissing so early in the game, but it is very <laughs> important to make sure that you are tailoring your tactics to your prospective bow or boet. Thanks, or Maddie. So <laughs> We love an inclusive podcast. Thank you. Okay, first is your market research via social media. And by the way, we're not rookies here, so it's not just like what's on their feed. you got to figure out who they follow, the hashtags that they follow, look through their tagged photos, stalk those people who have been tagging them in photos. Go deep. Tagged photos really are like the Pandora's box. Yeah. Similarly, find out what they like what music they listen to, who they hang out with, and use every single tiny detail. Even if, like, you find out that they they love this one type of food that their mom makes, go to their house, ask the mom to make you a portion, shove it in your blazer <laughs> pocket. <laughs> allergies are a good one to look out for if you can, like, find out what their allergies are. Um, you then can be like, oh, my God, you shouldn't be eating that his friend he's allergic to that and then you can be like i'll take care of you and he'll be like what the fuck but also like it's great that you're such a caretaker we're gonna be together forever yeah Mm -hmm. and if there aren't any allergies to play off just go the safe route and mirror their interests directly you are them now you're the girl or boy or non-binary version of them and they're gonna fucking love you for it and you have an apricot allergy now as well Sad. Also, you can infiltrate their friendship circle. Uh, family is an extra bonus. So if they have a little sister at your school, hey, their new friend. Mm-hmm. And finally, figure out degrees of close separation and strengthen ties accordingly. So if you go on oh, LinkedIn so nowadays, it'll show Stop. you <laughs> what sort of what degrees of separation you have with any connection. But it's much easier to do this with a crush because, like, first of all. You don't give a shit about LinkedIn because you're 14 years old and ready to take over the world. But Mm -hmm. figure out who they're close with that you also are close with or who one of your good friends is close with. And then put a lot of effort into strengthening your connections with everyone who connects you to them. And I would suggest going multiple routes with this. You don't want to invest in one strategy and then hear that they've fallen out over something to do with a sport. That would suck. Our next segment is called... Love is roulette. This is one that I came up with, clearly. These are things that can either go terribly wrong or terribly right. And we will also be confirming as we go through if we have done these to try and make our crush like us back in real life. Yeah, and I feel like, although this is just one section, love is roulette truly is the majority of trying to get someone to like you. Like, it shouldn't necessarily be, but, like, it is. It is. So the first thing on the lover's roulette wheel is uh-huh. make them gel. I've done this. Yeah, I've done this. Absolutely. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so that's a, also... Such is the nature of lovers roulette. <laughs> you can also just be really mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just out of nowhere. I don't nowhere. think I've done this one. Just a bit of negging. It's not really my style. Look, I will but, have done it, but not uh, it's on yours. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is befriend their mom. You know what? I haven't done this one. Maddie? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course I've done this one. Not I not know. independently of them, but like when I go to the house, I will charm the shit out of the mom. Weirdly, mm-hmm. 
people I've actually dated. (laughs) I haven't done that so much. But people that I've been, like, very close with, the mums and I, real tight. And let me tell you, it really does add... It, it does work to your advantage, guys. I'd, I'd suggest investing in the, the mother-future-child-in-law relationship early on. Although, um, as a disclaimer, this is lovers roulette, so there is an element of risk with every uh, item on this yeah, list. Yeah, the risk here is if you overstep and then they're like, you're a freak. But the benefits are the mom then will be so happy to have you over and will also just point out really great things about you. So uh, You can also pretend that you're meeting for the first time Every time. 51st dates chic. <laughs> I don't think I've done this one, although I did accidentally do it with a guy once just because I was really drunk every time we met. But we didn't hook up, so I don't think it meant anything. Yeah. We have the same birthday, though. Well, that's fun. Yeah, no, I think yeah. that I have no chill. So, like, I there have been times where I'm... You can't. Yeah, yeah. I just can't do it. I can't. I'm always like, oh, I Fair. think we've met before. And they're like, all right. Who are you? Fair. Next up, pretend you're a pro at their favorite sports. So if they're really into professional handball, learn to slap that shit. If they're a professional snowboarder, then so are you. And this could go like really right because you get to talk about, you have a common interest now, but it could also go really wrong if they ever ask to see you snowboard. So yeah, it works best if it's um, a sport that A, you can actually learn to do or B, is not easily demonstrable so that you can just like do some like photos snowboarding. of it and do some research and convince them. Um, you can also straight up invite them to your home. Uh, bonus points if you instead invite yourself to their home when their home is in another country. Mm-hmm. I haven't done this one. Maddie. Look. Have you? I may have done this. <laughs> <laughs> I may have done certain aspects of this several times, all right? Yeah, okay, just 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 checking in. Yeah. And to clarify, I don't think I've done the sports one. I don't think that would be in my best interest. No, neither. No. Um, Although I might have. I, I wouldn't have put it past me at some point to have just lied about that kind of thing anyway. But I don't remember if I have, but I'm not going to rule it out. That's fair enough. It's a safe bet with you. <laughs> Another little item on the lover's roulette wheel is author a play or musical about the experience. This is haven't one. done that one, but I'm surprised you haven't. I haven't done haven't. Um, a play or musical, but I have written a lot of songs. Yeah, but it's not so Next much up. a roulette if you don't like share share the fruits of your labor. You know, no, you got to show them. Next up, promposal. Mm, a promposal yeah, again could go very right or very wrong. I haven't done this, but like I kind of regret it in the same way that I feel like I'm going to regret not dating an older man once I turn thirty. Oh, please stop bringing that up; it makes me feel so sick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Um, yeah, I feel like promposals aren't a thing in Australia, and they also weren't a thing that we really knew about until after our formals were over, anyway. Our promposal window, yeah, if you will. Exactly. Um, a flash mob at the mall. That would go so horrifically wrong if you did that to either Maddie or I. Yeah, we both have like a Just real thing about flash mobs. Like, you could bring me really my dream guy. I'm like trying to imagine my dream guy, and I'm like, would I say yes if he did a flash mob proposal to me? No, because if he did that, he wouldn't be your dream guy. But what if it was a joke? No, he's, he doesn't you wouldn't, get you then. You wouldn't fuck up that, no. Yeah. I, I've told Riley I would say no. Like, I've, t- and you know, like, that's that's my dream girl. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. She knows not to propose to me, like, at home, in a restaurant, or with a flash However, mob. However, the question is, would we, would we put on the flash mob? What if we're like, this guy would fucking love that. He is a huge Matthew Morrison fan. If they, oh God, okay. I was going to say yes until you said they're a Matthew Morrison fan. 
All right, next up, speaking of, start a glee club and get them in trouble. So their punishment <laughs> is that they have to join the glee club and then express yourself through song every day. No points for who wrote that one down. <laughs> um, this is my dream. All I want in life. I know I'm 28 now. Is a fucking glee club to express my feelings through song. So yeah, I haven't so. done this. I have done musicals with boys, but yeah, I have not done the full Glee Club route and it haunts me every day that I probably will never have the opportunity to do so. <laughs> have you? Oh, no, I have not. Thank you for clarifying. Due to, me not having, due to me not having a Glee Club or any sizable musical talents. But honestly, that wouldn't stop me from joining no, the Glee wouldn't. Club, to be fair. No, it absolutely wouldn't. Um, <laughs> another thing you can do is try out a daring new look for the weekly group trip to the movies. <laughs> Colored eyeliner, a side fringe, the sky's the limit. Iconic. I've done that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've done that too. Yeah. Um, this, this is just me. Make how flexible you are a party trick and whip it out whenever. Um, first of all, offended that you said this is just you. Cause I've definitely done that. No, no, no. I wasn't saying like only me, but I'm like, I have absolutely done this so many times because yeah, I have hypermobility and I was like, oh my God, look how crazy yeah, it is. I'm like, so look how crazy it is. Flexible. I can touch my foot to my armpit on the same side. Do you want to go out? Yeah. I'm like, I can put my leg right over my head. So what are you doing this weekend? You look really cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. The next one. And again, this is very clear. Who wrote this one? Invent a personal drama to find out if they care. <laughs> I have done this. <laughs> Bonus points if you can bond over tragedy. Dogs dying at similar times, for instance. <laughs> and make sure your drama is based in fact for karma and also plausibility. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Now. I'm just going to say a little tick there. <laughs> I'm going to say I probably have. I'll, I'll explain why there's a hesitation because a thousand percent this is all me. Uh-huh. My hesitation is the invent part. But I'm going to say just knowing myself and knowing that middle school existed, I probably did invent a personal drama. But my own tendency would be just capitalizing on something that has happened that is really sad. um, Or just like cherry picking facts and pretending that I'm like, oh, this is sad for me, you know? Yeah, I don't have like any actual examples that come to mind. But there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that I made up a complete and utter lie to see if someone would care about me. Yeah, that is... Dogs dying at similar times is a real one from my life. And it was sadly true, but it did really, it bonded us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can also showcase your talents in any way possible. Mm -hmm. And the any way possible is the roulette part of this. Because you've got to be bold. You've got to be chaotic with it. Um, I mean, we both did the flexibility one, so I feel like that's us already done. Yeah. And uh, finally, straight up tell their friends. Just do it. Yeah chaotic evil absolutely i would do this um i would never tell them but i would tell everybody else so eventually yeah it's really it's it's really great if you have like a close mutual friend Mm -hmm. because then you can tell them and then they can gauge if they like you back as well and they also can put it in the groundwork for you exactly Mm -hmm. yeah there's so many great examples of like being in a situation with mutual friends and that mutual friend being like, yes, you should be with this person. And me being like, what? I'd never thought of that before. That's so crazy that you would suggest that. And then I'll they help that. me orchestrate it. And then I'm in love with them for like three years, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the lover's roulette section. That's things that like, if you're feeling bold, give it a go. But, mm-hmm. you know, be aware of the risks. All right. Next up, let's dive into some middle school witchcraft, which honestly we would still do today. Yeah. We say <laughs> middle school witchcraft because simply we're more advanced now, but You've got the basic sacred writing of the names together. Fiona, you want to take us through that one? Um, no. Did you write that? 
No, you wrote that. I don't know what that means. Well, I'm assuming it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> it means just writing your names down together know, and like hoping but... very hard. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Mm-hmm. I, one that was more up my alley, but I also know that you did, is just burning a lot of things in general. Uh, so writing your names together and then burning them and throwing that into the universe, mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, writing a little know, poem maybe... about it and then like burning mm-hmm. that with like some herbs from the kitchen could be a good yeah. one. And we do have in brackets here, controlled. Should be a controlled yes. burn. Yeah. No bushfires, please. Mm-hmm. Um, actual witchcraft. Buy a grimoire and do some chanting with a trusted confidant. This is one of my favorites. That is how I accidentally got my friend Tom, consequently the one whose dog died at a similar time to mine, uh, huh. to break up with his girlfriend in year 12. I am so sorry about that. Oopsie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the classic visualization. Just imagining your life together. You guys had a party that's coming up together. You guys going on a date together, having a little kiss in someone's basement together. Ooh. Whatever it is. You guys walking down some rural road in the back part of the beach town together. Just a little <laughs> bit behind everyone else with your sandy little towels. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we know it was ADHD now, but like I used to daydream about that shit so much in high school. I don't think I just that's like, even ADHD. That's just you have an imagination. No, apparently people didn't just like zone out an entire class. I think people without ADHD do that too. Oh, fair. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, though. Oh. I've never not had ADHD, so let us know. <laughs> and finally, this is not necessarily one to, like, this isn't a, a middle school witchcraft that will, like, put things out into the universe, but it's a great way to just get some clarity, get some answers, and that is Psychic iTunes Shuffle, and I'd imagine now Psychic Spotify Shuffle, but it is more tricky with Spotify, because on iTunes, you could get it to go through every single song you have on there, which is thousands, yeah. right? Basically, you just ask a question and then you like pick a number and you click that amount of times through shuffle. Yeah. And you'll get a very clear, very reliable answer from the universe. Um, with Spotify, you're going to want it to be an enormous playlist that you haven't made, I'd say, is the the best Yeah, equivalent. just do like a like top 100 of the year. Yeah, or like your, all like of that. your liked songs. But you need a wide array. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, so that you guys don't embarrass yourselves in front of your crush... We're going to tell you some little ways to channel your feelings so they don't fly out in person when you guys are hanging out. Yeah, this is a section that's very important to me because if you're anything like me, you have a lot of feelings and sometimes they just come flying out and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. I probably shouldn't have got upset that he looked at that person and stormed off down Chapel Street, you know? (laughs) So these are just some ways to channel those feelings so they are less surfacy when you honestly meet. i think you should do all of these okay <laughs> these are all you <laughs> little ways to channel your feelings so they don't fly out in person keep a detailed and theatrical diary cry to the playlist you made them talk to other people about it incessantly never stop photoshop the two of you together until it's a reality poetry create a secret collage or a hidden flap on your vision board <laughs> <laughs> i literally had that when i was 22? <laughs> Make yourselves on Sims and have so many kids. And then if they dump you out of nowhere after living together for three years, move them into a rat-infested apartment. Throw back to last <laughs> episode, guys. Are you going to say a bot? Jesus Christ. No, my Sims still has our children. There are twin boys and one that she's pregnant with currently. But the father oh. is no longer with us. He lives in a rat-infested apartment. Like I said, <laughs> plan gifts you do not give them is a really oh, great one. I did that one a because lot. Because it gets your, like, 
gets your nice chemicals in your brain popping because you're being generous in your imagination. It also helps with the law of attraction because you're really like going into detail about how this relationship is going to feel. But again, do not send them a care package ever. It is absolutely cursed. We've been over this so many times. Yeah, I did the gift planning one so often just because my my main love language is gift giving. So, so many times I'd be like, here are all the presents I'll give them for the next two years for every birthday, Christmas and anniversary. And then we'd make it like two months. Yeah, and you can just show yourself how good you're going to be for them and just wait for them to figure it out too. And finally, Mm -hmm. write them letters. Don't send these, but write them little letters. And also make sure that your little sister doesn't have access to them and send them around the school so that Noah Centineo makes you have a whole plan to make his girlfriend jealous. Yeah, maybe don't like address the envelopes. You know, maybe yeah, don't, don't address put them in envelopes. envelopes. Maybe just put them in a notebook. You know, it's kind of like, I'm not saying she was asking for it, but she addressed the fucking envelopes. So, I mean, it turned out pretty well for her. Yeah. So it's a little ways to channel your feelings so they don't fly out in person. Um, fan fiction, another great one. True. You know, there are lots Maddie, of little ways. We've given everyone so much advice on how to make their crush like them back. Mm-hmm. And some of it's a bit sketchier than others. So what do we do if it all goes wrong? And we will be touching on what to do if it all goes right as well. But what do we do if it all goes wrong? Just just move. Just move. We have a whole section for this. Yeah. Okay. Well, my real, <laughs> my real advice is... <laughs> I'm like, man, I just look at the script. This isn't, I know, this isn't even my real advice. My real advice is ignore that and just keep going. But <laughs> what do you do if it all goes wrong? <sighs> Date someone else. Always have a backup mm-hmm. and fling yourself into that. Alternatively, deny, deny, deny. If someone's like, hey, didn't you have a crush on that guy? Ew, no, what? No, I have no idea who told you that. That was not me. Mm-hmm. Party time, sweetie. Go do some kissing. And if you haven't had your first one yet, we've got you covered. <laughs> You can also divert attention by starting a crazy rumor or playing up another personal tragedy. It really was mine, wasn't it? <laughs> that would also be me because I've done that. Yeah. But that's, oh, that's such a good one. That's why it's hard having a podcast where the co-hosts are often the same person. Yeah, but I would say this. real talk. The mm-hmm. best way if it goes wrong is to divert attention by starting a crazy rumor or playing up another personal tragedy. Because no mm-hmm. one's going to pick on you if you've got a personal tragedy happening. No one's going to care about you if you've started a crazy rumor, you know? I'm not I'm not going to say what it was because honestly, I've forgotten a lot of the details. Um, but I absolutely did this in year nine. But I can't say more in case Liam calls me out. Great. <laughs> another alternative is just hide for a bit mm-hmm. I'd say that's a great one it's a real benefit of an all girls school if the person you have been trying this with is a, a guy you know yeah just hide for a bit you can also go on holiday somewhere where no one else from your school will be and have such a good time they will never believe your luck and you also need to get a lot of pictures obviously um also it helps if you have a new crush on that trip because I pulled this one on a ski holiday at a lodge where no one, none of my friends were and suddenly I had a new little crush, a little deliance with a new boy. Yeah, and we said picks or it didn't happen, but it didn't necessarily have to happen for you to get picks. Not at all. Yeah, and <laughs> finally, and most importantly, if it does all go wrong, do not blame the Cabin Fever podcast. It wasn't our fault. Absolutely not. we not. did none of this. Mm-hmm. We are not legally liable for any of the bad things that happen to you in your life, but we will take uh, the credit for all the good things. That's right. So if it all goes right... You can listen to the How to Have Your First Kiss episode, because we got you. Alternatively, 
Freak out and decide you don't like them anymore. Choose a new target and repeat the process. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's that's that a comprehensive guide. guide. You back. Yeah, you don't ever need more information than that. Whether you're yeah. nine or ninety, we've got you covered. If you're nine, good God. Ooh. Sorry. If you're 90, um, also apologies. If you're nine, please tell your parents and maybe have them limit your access to your phone <laughs> or the iPad. Friends of all ages, we have absolutely given you the gift of a lifetime. So we'd appreciate mm-hmm. it if you would share our beautiful podcast with your friends. We want to be successful and we think we deserve it. So, And also you can follow us at Hey Cabin Fever on both Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. We'll be posting even more wonderful content about how to get your crush to like, <laughs> like you back. <laughs> All right. But for now, we'll see you in two weeks time. Go put these into practice. Let us know how it goes. And don't forget, if it all goes wrong, you can always invent a personal tragedy. Ta-ta. Mwah, mwah. <laughs>